Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'm coming from the other side of this. If you've been in the ministry for a lot of years and you are not doing the works of Jesus, then you're following the wrong minister. I came here in 1984 and I was taught the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ over and over and over till I got the revelation of it. And you know what? I was just one of the ones that sat in the blue chairs, as you say, and one of the ones that sat in the blue chairs can cast out devils, can lay their hands on the sick, can speak in tongues, and I'm not looking for any snake to bite me. But if it does, I will be all right. I am, a, I am the fruit of this ministry, and I'm not the only one. We have a whole group here, a whole group that can cast out devils, lay their hands on the sick, speak in new tongues. Is that what they do in you church, your church? Have you sat in that pew for so many years and you can't do that? You need to consider where you're at. You really do. Amen. Because you know what? When you stand before God, you can't point at the preacher and say it's his fault. You can't. All right, now, if you will turn with me to Hebrews 2. We're going to talk about Jesus, the spirit of Jesus. When Smith Wigglesworth was called to go to a house, they asked him to go pray for a young lady about my size. She was small in stature, and she was totally lunatic. She was crazy. She was possessed. And when Smith got there, they said, the woman's upstairs, up on the top floor. He went up there. There were five guys holding this woman down. Two were sitting on her hands, one were sitting on her legs, or two were sitting on her legs, and then Smith sat on her to try to keep her down, and you know what? She threw them all off. She threw them all off. He went there to pray for her, to deliver her, and he said to the, she said to the woman, he was talking to the woman, and the woman looked at him, and she said, you can't, you can't, um, how did she put that? She said, you can't get me out of here. She said, you can't get us out of here. You can't remove us. And you know what Smith Wigglesworth said to her? He said, uh, he knew he was talking to the devil. He said, you're right. He said, you're right. I can't. He said, but Jesus in me can. And 23 devils called out one by one, came out of the woman, and the woman was totally set free. You know what Smith knew? It wasn't him. It wasn't him. It's not him. It's not us that does the miracles. It's Jesus in us. Now, let's go to Hebrews 2. I'm going to go to verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. I read this last week. He also himself, Jesus, took part of the same, took part of flesh and blood, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. That's what I talked about last week. If you go to my website, kdwol.com, you can get all these messages and you can listen to them over and over and over again. Just like I had to do when I was here at the beginning in the Water of Life Christian Training School. I had to listen to the messages over and over and over. They ran in my house 24-7. My children would come out of the bathroom talking Doyle because they heard him all the time. All right, 
Now, and this is the power of death that is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death are all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily, he took on not him the nature of angels. Jesus didn't become an angel. Remember John 1. He was with God and he was God. But it said, wherefore, uh, for verily he took on not him the nature of angels. He didn't become an angel. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. He became a man like you and I. He, if you go to Philippians 2, he left all his heavenly privileges, all his heavenly power, and he became a man like you and I. Why? said that in verse 14. So that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Jesus destroyed the authority of the devil. Destroyed his authority. Made him powerless if we believe. Now verse 17. Wherefore, in all things. In all things. Look at that little word all. All things. It behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a high priest. A merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He himself has suffered being tempted. This is God that became man. He gave up all his godly ability, all of it. If you read, Jesus couldn't do a single miracle until he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Couldn't. Why? Because he was a man like you and I. He was no longer a God. He was a man. It says it right here. Wherefore in all things it behooved him. Thought it necessary to be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. Now turn with me to 2 Corinthians 13 verse 4. I'm setting up what I'm going to read. So we've gone through Hebrews. Now we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 13 4. This is a remarkable verse. When I first read this verse I said this cannot be. But you know what? I found it is very much true, just like all the word. Verse 4, for though he was crucified through weakness, though he was crucified through weakness, can you believe that? Can you believe that? Though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. That was a man that was crucified. That was not a God. That was a man like you. He had feelings like you. He had temptations like you. He had pain like you. He was crucified through weakness. Isn't that amazing? You know, some say you are taking Jesus and making him just an ordinary man. Yep. And you know what's amazing about that? The strength. Of the spirit in that man. You know why he did that? He did it for you. He did it because of his love for you. The father sent him to be a man because of his love for you. He was crucified through weakness. The only way that God was going to reconcile us back to God, bring us back, was that Jesus was going to have to become one of us and become our sacrifice. And he became exactly like us. 
Do you get cold in the mornings when you step out in the snow? Jesus would have gotten cold when he stepped out in the snow. Have you ever gotten tired? Jesus was tired. Have you ever gotten hungry? Jesus was hungry. Have you ever felt pain? Jesus felt pain. We are going to look at that spirit, that man that was crucified. We're going to look at some things, and you're going to find out some wonderful things about Jesus. I've spoken about this several months ago, that God has wanted us to bring it up again, and I know why, because God knows exactly what we need. I love it. The Spirit of God knows exactly what we need. He speaks a word when we are weary, and he gives us strength. I want us to go one more verse. I want us to go 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17. We are going to take a look at that man that was crucified in weakness because he was made just like us. But before we go there, I want us to look at verse 17 in 1 Corinthians 6. It says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Do you get that? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Are you born again? Are you born again? Do you have the spirit of Jesus in you? If you are born again, what you are born with is the spirit of Jesus. He is in you. He is in you. Jesus is in you. Smith knew that when he cast out those devils. Smith knew he couldn't do it, but he knew Jesus could, and he knew Jesus was in him. Do you know how we cast out devils, and we lay our hands on the sick, and we do all these miracles? It's Jesus in us. Now let's take a look at the spirit that is in you if you are born again. If you are not born again, you're going to want to be. After this, you're going to want to be. I want us to go to Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is a psalm about Jesus. It talks about uh, David, King David, as a prophet. His seed became Jesus. But David as a prophet prophesied in the Psalms about Jesus. And it was actually Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, speaking through David as he wrote. And this is one of those Psalms. How do you know? Look at verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus said that on the cross. This is Jesus speaking. This is a man who is dying for you, speaking. A man. He went to the cross in weakness. He went as a man. He didn't go to the cross as a God. He went as a man. Now, what kept that man alive? What kept that man conscious? What kept that man coherent? His spirit. His spirit. And you know what? That spirit is in you if you believe. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? This is Jesus speaking to the Father from the cross. Why is he saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because the Father put your sin and my sin and everyone's sin on his body. And the Father can't look at sin. And he had to turn his back on his own son. He had to turn his back on his own son. The father, it says, as in Habakkuk, cannot look on iniquity. He can't look at it. He had to turn his back on Jesus. Jesus is on the cross as a man. And he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But it's the spirit of Jesus sustaining him. Let's, let's go on. Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. 
and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, thou did deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered, they trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm, I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, despised other people. He was a reproach of men. That meant they blamed it on him, reproached, uh, was it blamed, called him, said it was all his fault. That's what Jesus bore on the cross. He was not only being crucified, everybody hated him. He says despised of the people, hanging there, despised, despised and rejected of men. Everyone rejected him. Let's go on. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. We know that's what the Pharisees were saying to Jesus on the cross. Everybody rejected him. Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever felt rejected? Well, guess what? The one in you has been rejected by everybody. The one in you has been rejected by everybody. And you know what? He can sustain you when you're rejected. He can hold you up because everybody rejected him. You say, oh, I never rejected Jesus. All right, bath, bathtub text. Let's fill it up with water. You walk on it. Let's see how much you trust Jesus. We have all sinned and gone astray. All right, back here. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is there, and there is no one to help. Jesus is on the cross. He is saying there is no one, no one. That spirit sustained him on the cross. Where are you? He will sustain you if his spirit is in you. He is able to sustain you in whatever trouble you are in. Why? Because he was able to sustain himself on the cross. Let's go on. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me about. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a raving and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint in extreme pain. And he stays coherent. He stays conscious. He stays alive. Why? The spirit in him, and that spirit is in you. That spirit is in you if you will yield to it. If you will yield to it, that spirit that maintained him on the cross with every bone out of joint, rejected by everybody, will sustain you if you will yield to him. If he's in you, you need to be born again for him to be in you. Let's go on. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. You say you don't know what it's like where I work. They all hate me. The man in you will sustain you when everybody hates you. I've seen him do it for me. 180 days I worked for a 
uh, for a faculty that wanted me fired. Wanted me fired. Why? Because Jesus wanted to teach me how to stand. You're in there to learn how to stand. The spirit in him is in you and he can sustain the whole world against you. He can sustain the whole world against you. In fact, he loves to do it. Let's go on. I may tell all my bones, they look and they stare at me. They part my garments among them. They cast lots upon my vesture. They're taking away all his belongings. The man became poor for us. They're taking away all his belongings. He sustains, he maintains, he stays coherent, he stays conscious, and he stays alive. They can't kill him. They can't kill him. Jesus himself said, they can't kill me. They can't kill me. I lay down my life on my own. And he says, be thou not far from me, O Lord, O my strength. Hasten thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. When we are praising and worshiping God, what is coming out of us? It's Jesus praising the Father. It's Jesus in us praising and worshiping the Father. That's what makes it so glorious. Turn with me to Psalm 69. I'm going to begin here in verse 7. This is also a psalm of David. This is also the spirit of Jesus speaking out through him. Verse 7. Because for thy sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. This is the man that was crucified in weakness. And you know what? He was in shame. That man died naked. All the pictures we see, they always have him wrapped up in something. The man died naked. He died in shame. He died in shame. Have you had to bear shame? Well, guess what? The one in you knows how to bear it. And it doesn't bother him one single bit. And it won't have to bother us if we yield to the spirit that is in us. The spirit that walked, maintained, kept alive himself on the cross. And he's in you. If you are born again, he is in you. He is in you. And this doesn't bother him one single bit. This is where he gets his glory. This is where he gets his glory. Let's go on. It says, for the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. And the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen on me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach. I made sackcloth also my garment. I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gate speak against me. I was the song of the drunkards. They made fun of him. They mocked him. Have you ever been there? Well, guess what? He knows how to handle it. He can handle it. That spirit in you has been there. There is nothing that you go through that he has not already gone through and overcome. Not a single thing. And he says, if the father says he is our example, how is he going to be our example if he doesn't walk through everything that we have to walk through? And he did. He did. He says, Let them, let's go to verse 13. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of my salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me. Got anybody that hates you? 
Jesus has already been there. Got anybody that hates you? Are you in a situation you don't think you can get out of? The Spirit in you knows how to get out of it. The Spirit in you knows how to get out of it. He's been through it all, and he doesn't have a bit of trouble with the trouble you are in. He doesn't have a bit of problem meeting you where you're at to get you out of that trouble. Well, I'm the one that got me into the trouble. Jesus is the one who will get you out. If you will believe, if you will go to him. All right. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me. Neither let the deep swallow me up and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. He's going into hell. He said, hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies and hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. Thou hast known my reproach, my shame, my dishonor. My adversaries are all before me. Reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. I look for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, I found none. And they gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Jesus sustained himself on the cross by the Spirit in him. The Spirit of Jesus sustained himself on the cross, took every disease, took every pain, took our poverty, took our peace, took it all on him, our sin. He that knew no sin became sin, that we might be the righteousness of God, took it all and sustained himself, maintained himself, stayed coherent, stayed conscious, and stayed alive until it was all done, until he was completely finished with what the Father told him to do, and then he said it's finished with the work on the cross, and he died, and he was buried, and he was raised again from the dead by the power of the Father. That is the Spirit in you if you are born again. I want us to show us one more verse. We already read it here. Doyle read it. John 15. I love how Doyle and I don't talk about what we're going to talk about, but they always, co they always work together. Chapter 15, verse 7. This is Jesus. You want to have that spirit in you? You want to have the spirit that can handle anything, any situation? It's right here. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Got to bear fruit, folks. Not attendance, fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. You want to abide in Jesus? Keep his commandments. How are you going to keep his commandments? You're going to have to get that Bible out, and you're going to have to read it. You're going to have to get the words of Jesus in you. Jesus is the word. And you're going to have to get that word in you. The more that word is in you, the more Jesus you got in you. Do you know that? The more the word you get in you, the more Jesus you got in you. And you know what? He's the one that will teach you. 
He's the one that'll lead you. He'll lead you by the Holy Spirit and he will teach you how to abide in him, how to walk in his commandments. Now, if you are not born again, you can't abide. You've got to start. Jesus said himself in John 3, you must be born again. You must be. How are you born again? Romans 10 tells us that if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, and you confess it with your mouth. Confess him, Lord. Jesus, become Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead. That's it. That's it. You call on the name of Jesus. And his spirit will go into your spirit. And just as it says, the two spirits will become one. And that spirit of Jesus in you will lead you to where you need to go. He will lead you into prosperity. He will lead you into forgiveness. He will lead you into justification. He will lead you to do all the works that Jesus himself did. That is becoming fruit. That's fruit. Something that sits in a Sunday school chair every Sunday morning is not fruit. Are you doing the works of Jesus? Are you doing his works? The first thing you have to do to do his works is to be born again. Call on the name of Jesus and he will come and abide in you. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.